Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 267. How often should you work on your volley? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, today's topic, how often should you work on your volley? Now, if you just want to look at an overall practice strategy to continue to develop your game, just from a pure practice man-hour standpoint, you're going to work mostly on your ground strokes. Quite simply, that's the shot you're going to hit the most. Between your forehand and your backhand, I want you to focus on making sure the majority of your practice time is making sure your best shot is working a lot. I think a lot of times people get into the, the space where they're, they're obsessed with the things they can't do, and they spend an overabundance of time working on that, and then their, their core competencies drop a little bit because they have an overemphasis on improving their weakness. So sometimes this is the fault of the pro, and sometimes it's the fault of the student, and sometimes it's a combination of things. So for today's topic, how often should you work on your volley? Let's say in an hour practice, for instance, you're going to spend 40 minutes on ground strokes, you're going to spend 10 minutes on your serve, and maybe you'll spend five minutes on some specialty shots like drop shots or lobs. And then you're going to spend another five minutes on your volley. Just think about your typical warm-up when you're warming up for a tennis match. Most of the activity is spent on ground strokes. You go up, hit a few cursory volleys and overhead, and then come back and hit serves. Now, if you want to improve your volley, then you need to put more time into it without taking away what you're already good at. So first, what I'd like to do is just define what a volley is, because it's often by neophytes confused with the term rally. For instance, people go out and say, hey, let's go out and have a volley. So when I hear people talk like that, I know right away they are recreational level tennis players. A rally is the beginning of a point to the end of a point. So if you're going out with your friend Fred and you want to hit some balls around without serving, you're going to be rallying together. If you're going to go out and have a volley with Fred, that means you're both going to be standing around the net, and quite simply, you're not going to let the ball hit the ground. Think, for instance, a volleyball match. Volley means you're intercepting it in the air, both players, before it hits the ground. Now, there's basically three types of volleyers that I see in my world. They are the apprehensive volleyers, if you've ever heard the joke, that person only goes to the net to shake hands. Those are apprehensive volleyers. They hate the net. They don't know what to do up there. They're typically fearful of the ball, and they're very indecisive and have poor technique. Does that sound like you? Secondly, you've got the adequate volleys. But, of course, this comes with a quotations, a but attached to it. Most of these people need direction with their volley. They maybe don't hit it with perfect technique. They're sometimes out of position, or most likely they overswing at shots, especially ones that are sitters, 
and that seem or appear easy to put away. And then finally, the last type of volleyer is the confident volleyer that knows how to position themselves, uh, has really good technique, and is really good at finishing off points at the net, and also has some adequate, squ- adequate skills, easy for me to say, adequate skills for reflex volleys. So finally, now that you know the characteristics of all these stages, decide which one you are in. Because now what we're going to do is install some practice routines for you. And we're going to use our our practice court that we just used. So what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that you're getting adequate time to work on your core competencies. So for in this example, we're going to pretend that your forehand is your best shot. So rather than working on 40 minutes of ground strokes, we're going to reduce that to 30. And I want you to do most of your ground stroking with your forehand side. It doesn't mean you have to isolate just the forehand or the backhand, but make sure, and you've got to monitor this with yourself or your coach, that your money-making forehand is sharp and keep hitting it until it's sharp. Now, one of the things you can do is you can go outside this practice plan. If you're struggling with your forehand and you can't get it going, I give you a little extra time to do that. Tone it down. Don't swing so hard. Get in some rhythm. Work on consistency. But make sure when you're doing your ground strokes that you're working on your sharpness. Because one of the things here is you got to really make sure your core competencies are sharp. Now, let's go right to the net. Normally, you spent five minutes on volleys. We're going to increase that to 10, and we're going to get rid of uh, drop shots, lobs, and overheads. We're not going to work on this today. We're really going to spend 10, 15 minutes on your volley. And what I want you to do is just isolate the area of the court where you come into the problem. All right? So this isn't necessarily a technical uh, fix right now, but... Think of the places that you miss volleys and screw up the most. For a lot of players, it's that sitter volley right at the net. I want you to recreate that situation with the ball machine or your coach or your playing partner, and I want you to isolate and figure that out and execute it, a.k.a. I want you to fix it. Once you get comfortable with that, now we can add a little bit of technique to it to really drive some of the points home. Because what's going to happen when you're practicing, if you can't fix it immediately, Then we go to the technical flaws to fix it. So then we practice it over and over again. So it's not just a general technical drill. What I want you to do when you're playing is isolate where you come into problems at the net. And I want you to practice it over and over. And I need you to just do this every time you practice. This isn't something that might necessarily fix in one day. It depends on your level of skill how quickly you adapt, and how big the problem is. Typically, if there's more technique involved, it's going to take more than a few sessions to fix it. The good news with the volley is it's probably one of the easiest strokes to teach, and it typically has to do with just the positioning of your racket, how you hold the racket on the grip, and the art of absorbing the ball rather than over-swinging. So if you want more tips on this, let me know. And we can talk about it in more detail. I can even send you some videos. If you want to reach out to me, my email is brian at backhand-city.com. I'll include a link in the show notes so you can reach out to me. Well, that's today's topic on how often you should work on your volley. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and rate, review, 
and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it all.